Hi, I'm Walter Hallam, and you're listening today to the Walter Hallam Ministries Podcast. Get ready to receive a powerful word from God today. This is Pastor uh, Joshua Rudolph, who is a powerful minister of the gospel uh, himself. And uh, we're going to be speaking for just a moment uh, uh, in Mark chapter 10 about a man named Blind Bartimaeus and how Bartimaeus got a revelation. Now listen, if you forget everything I say today, remember what we're about to say right now. When your revelation in you becomes bigger than your situation in you, then uh, and you make faith's declaration from you, you're about to get a manifestation of God to you. Anytime your revelation becomes bigger than your situation and you make faith's declaration, you're about to get a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that God has you viewing with us for these next about 10 or 15 minutes for a reason. God is going to work in your life. Pastor Josh, what's in your heart this evening? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think, you know, I think there's so many parallels between the story of Bartimaeus and Palm Sunday. I think you can, you can see it throughout the entire story. And uh, Bartimaeus is one of my favorite characters in the Bible, one of the greatest stories, I think, because it's, it's deeper than just a story about a blind guy yelling. That's right. Because that's what it looks like. But man, I think there's, there's so much more. And, and so I'm ready to jump well, into this. Let's just read it real quickly here. This is an, I'm reading out of the King James Version of the Bible because I'm just familiar with it. You may have another version uh, and, and read along if you'd like. Go ahead and get your Bible. Uh, today, you can just turn your Bible on uh, if you'd like. It's in Mark chapter 10. Mark is the second book of the New Testament. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The second book, Mark chapter 10. And I'm going to begin reading in verse, I'll begin in verse 46, and I'll just read for a moment, listen to it as we read. And so Jesus and his, and his team, they came to Jericho. That's an interesting thing. Jericho was a cursed city, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, I mean, the Bible says that when Joshua and the Israelites, I don't know if you know the story, but they came across the Jordan River coming out of the, the wilderness. And when they went into Egypt or into Jericho, God said, this is the first city. So he said, uh, he made a prophecy and he said, anybody that builds this city back, the walls, that their family would be cursed and their right, sons would die. Those walls failed. That's they? it. It was, it was God's city. So it was supposed to be a city of conquest. And uh, it was supposed to represent, and it still does, the curse in our lives. Especially the curse and disobedience when uh, God had told them after that wall, after the walls of Jericho fell, it's in the Old Testament, you'll love reading it in the book of Joshua. When that fell, uh, they were told to not rebuild those walls again. It was the first city of conquest when the children of Israel had gone into the promised land. And they were to give that directly to God. Everything about it was to be uh, given to God. And they were not to take that for themselves. It's a type of the tithe, sure. actually, or anything that God tells you is, is holy unto Him. That you, uh, you and I are not supposed to mess with that. And most of all, we're not supposed to disobey God. But, uh, and He said, anyone that did that, if they tried to rebuild the walls around Jericho and hang the gates back on there, they would have a curse in their life. Well, disobedience is definitely a curse when you disobey God. But God uh, sent Jesus, and Jesus has no problem visiting the place of the curse. Every one of us have missed God somewhere in our lives. Absolutely. I think you see that, that Jesus is not intimidated. This shows perfectly that he has no problem walking into the middle of the curse 
that was in this city. He has no problem going anywhere. And I believe that's, that's not just a story. I believe that's in our lives, that God has no problem going into the deepest, darkest, most hidden parts of your life. He can step right in the inside of that because he's not intimidated by what intimidates us. Wow, that's a great word, Pastor. And this is just the very first verse, I mean, almost the first sentence. This, this thing is just, just booming with revelation in this scripture right here. And the, and the Bible says, so Jesus went into Jericho and then he's coming out of Jericho. It looks like he visited this city and nothing has happened as he went into and out of that city. He went into it and now he's coming out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. And there was a man, blind Bartimaeus, who was the son of a man named Timaeus. He sat by the highway side begging. He was blind. I've always thought that's interesting that his name isn't blind Bartimaeus, but his name is Bartimaeus. And the situation that has come upon him is he is blind and his situation has now labeled him and identified him. You ever notice how society tries to label everything? Absolutely. They'll label you as a drug addict or an ex-convict or, you know, an abusive whatever husband or whatever. Society loves, the enemy loves to make trophies out of us. He loves to label us with things. And, and what's so crazy about this is the name Timaeus, which is really it's son of Timaeus is what Bartimaeus means. The name Timaeus means highly prized. Yes. And so what God saw was highly prized. The enemy's trying to label as a blind man. He's trying to, to take what God has stamped as good and trying to twist it to bad, which is, again, the type of Jericho, which is that curse. It's, it's that type of trying to attach a curse into your life. And you know, it's just like that today because God highly prizes every person. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. But we get these labels attached to us. And you can be sure uh, that your adversary, the devil, never wants you to be labeled as more than a conqueror, as an overcomer, as the healed, as the forgiven, as the redeemed, uh, as that uh, champion prayer person that God raised you up to be that more than a conqueror that God says you are. Your adversary always wants you to be the blind person. But God sees you totally different. How do you see Jesus is the answer. The scripture says, Jesus is coming into the town and blind Bartimaeus uh, uh, hears that he is coming. And the scripture says, and when, when Bartimaeus heard, this is in verse 47 uh, of Mark chapter 10, when Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth coming that way with a great multitude of people. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many told him that he should hold his peace and be quiet. But he cried the more, a great deal. Son of David, have mercy on me. Now that's important to understand. Jesus is coming through the town. He's coming out of the town now, on the road, on the way out. There's, there's blind people there begging. And here's a man named Bartimaeus who is blind. And Jesus of Nazareth is coming by. That's his human title. But Bartimaeus does not call him a Jesus of Nazareth. He calls him Jesus, son of David. And when he called him son of David, he was calling his, his messianic prophesied name. 
the name that revealed that he was the answer to all of mankind's needs. In his day, it was illegal to attribute that title to a person, to a man. But Bartimaeus did not see him just as a man, and he was blind. Bartimaeus began to see him by a revelation. That's why when we say your revelation gets bigger bigger than your situation, and you make your declaration, you're about to have a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. God, open our eyes that we can see everyone has blind spots, Pastor. Absolutely. Well, and, and you see the people around him yelling at him. Yes. I mean, isn't that just like society that, you know, no matter what you do. I, I saw a thing the other day that uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, the, yes, the yeah. Amazon guy, gave $100 million mm-hmm. uh, to food banks. And, and the quote was, you know, somebody's going to find a reason to complain about this. Oh, wow. You know, why wasn't it more? I mean, it's $100 million. Now, yeah. granted, the dude's worth $50 billion or whatever, but wow. it's $100 million. But people are always wondering, why are you doing that? Yeah. And, and I, I liken this, and I see the parallel here between this story and the story of, of Palm Sunday, which we're on today, yes. where Jesus is coming in. And, and I like to kind of look at the Bible and, and find different perspectives. And right. so if I'm thinking about Palm Sunday, not through the eyes of the disciples or the religious leaders or Jesus. But what if we look at it through the eyes of the donkey and oh, we wow. see that Jesus yeah. tells his disciples, go and find a donkey. And when you do, they're going to ask you, why are you doing this? And when you say, when they say that to you, say, because the Lord needs him. The Lord needs this donkey. And I believe that's where Bartimaeus was because he knew that God had a plan for him. He knew that there was a destination. There was something that was better for his life than just being a blind man on the side of the road. And he was calling out to get to that, that place. And everybody around him said, why are you doing that? Yeah, they were telling they him wanted to, to shut know. up and be That's quiet. It. And I, I've always said that you have the right to be right as much as someone else has the right to be wrong sure. when it comes about Jesus. And if you're sticking with the word of God and the Holy Spirit gives you that revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, then you begin to say that in your life and you begin to live that direction. It is a powerful thing. You know, Pastor, in 1999, that seems like a world ago. In 1999, I don't even think I'm that old. But in 1999, I was over in Scotland, in the nation of Scotland, and we were holding uh, services in Scotland. And I was in the top of a castle one afternoon and I was praying and had been studying and I was reading Mark chapter 10. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and gave me uh, a little poem. I like poetry. And, and so I wrote it down in reference to this. And it goes like this. The Lord said, in my spirit, when you can see what others can't, some will call it rave and rant. But when you say what others won't, you will get what others don't. It's a powerful thing when you can see that Jesus is more than just a man. And to Bartimaeus, Jesus was a pair of eyes coming down that road to him. I'm not sure what you have need of, but I know the one who is Jehovah Jireh. He can supply every need that you have. Is it healing in your body? Is it healing in your marriage? What's your revelation of Jesus? Here's a blind man on the side of the road, and he sees what other people can't see about Jesus. Peter didn't see that yet. Matthew couldn't see that yet. Mark didn't see it yet. Luke didn't know it yet. Yet a blind man on the side of the road got a revelation. A blind man could see in that spirit understanding more than those who had eyes. It's an amazing thing. The scripture says, 
that uh, he keeps crying out, though they tell him not to. But Jesus stood still. This is in verse 49. And he commanded that he be brought to him. So they called the blind man and they said unto him, be of good comfort. He calleth thee. You know, that's our message today, isn't sure. it? Absolutely. I think that's, even though I, I feel like it's the same people that were just shouting him down to, to be quiet are now telling him, yeah. hey, be a good comfort, you know, but that's the church's job. The church's job is, is to bring hope to the world. You know, I, I believe that the church is, is not so much a thermometer. We don't tell the world how bad it is. We, we're a thermostat. We mm. tell the world how to change oh, and how word, to have yeah. hope and how to be better. Uh, because anybody can yell the rules and tell everybody they're doing wrong. But I think it, it really takes something special. And I believe that's what God did. That's what Jesus was all about is not telling the world how bad it is, but telling the world, hey, you can be better and this is how. Oh, that's And that's, that's what the church does. That's who we are. So they changed what they were saying instead of be quiet. When they saw Jesus drawing him that direction, com compelling him to come, they said, okay, be quiet. Come on. He's calling you that way. I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is saying to you today, that God is drawing your heart today. Maybe no one in your family maybe has ever seen Jesus as the answer to all of mankind's needs. But when you see him as the healer and you realize that by that revelation that he is the son of God, he's arisen and he has defeated coronavirus. He's defeated every sickness and every foul name that can be named. The name of Jesus is over that. If you see him as the Prince of Peace he, and the Reconciler, he'll come right into your home and heal your family. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible says they tell Bartimaeus, okay, hold your peace. Jesus is calling you. You can go there and watch what he did this time. I think it's stunning what he does. And Bartimaeus, verse 50, casting away his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Is that powerful or it's what? Huge. Yeah, I mean, when you understand what that, that garment represents and what it means, and it's a, uh, it's a begging cloak. So it was, it was his license to beg. It was a stamp from the Roman government that said, yeah, you can beg. And, and so when he threw that off, he was, let me, let me take it back to that donkey, right? Yeah. So, when they came to that donkey, what they did was they untied him from the post that was holding him in place. The post that was his owner was the post. And when they untied him, they changed the ownership of that donkey. Oh, that's a great word. And so I believe what Bartimaeus did is when that donkey was walking away, he looked back at that post and he said, you don't own me anymore. And I believe that's what he did when he threw that garment off. He was saying to that garment, you don't own me. Being a beggar doesn't own me. Being blind doesn't own me. Brokenness doesn't own me. Failure doesn't own me. Hurt doesn't own me. Oh, yeah. And so he was changing the ownership in his life. And the people didn't understand that, but he understood it because he knew that that was the one thing that was holding him back. It was the one thing that was forcing him into that life. Awesome. And he had that revelation that Jesus was his answer. That's it. That he and, was, and his he was a new owner. Absolutely. His opportunity for change. You know, every morning, Bartimaeus must have gotten up and put on that coat so he could uh, just get what he needed in life to survive. But this day, instead of putting something on to get what he had to have to survive, he took something off. So he uh, had what he had. He could get what he needed to live. Right. And sometimes we are covered up with the things of this world and we're so encumbered by them, like Pastor Josh was just saying, that 
uh, we just have to stop and say, Jesus, who are you to me? And then we have to take some things off of our life. So not just to survive, but we say, Jesus, I'm coming to you so I can live. There may be sin in your life. Oh, yeah, it is prevalent in the world and in the body of Christ many times. But we are called to repent, to humbly repent and to come get a revelation of Jesus. He is our righteousness. And then come toward him. No man can live perfect. I'm not implying anything like that in the natural. But Jesus can get rid of everything for you when you humbly come before him and make that decision to turn. You take some things off sometimes to get what you have to have to live through Jesus Christ. So the Bible says he cast away that begging garment. Uh, that's his license. I can, you know, can I just say this? I can, I can hear this voice. It must have got on Bartimaeus' shoulder right here saying, whatever you do, this is a big crowd. Uh, whatever you do, it's the best crowd you're going to have to beg from all year. Right. Don't get rid of that one, Bartimaeus. Leave that coat on. But he did exactly the opposite. Instead of sitting there begging for alms, he began to pray and God gave him eyes. What is it you have need of? That's what God says belongs to you. He began to see from that eye of his inner man, his spirit man. And he began to see that Jesus was his answer. And instead of just survival, he, in his life, he began to have, you hear it, here it comes, the revival. His life began to change. Let me read this last couple of scriptures. Jesus answered and said unto him, Bartimaeus, what will thou that I should do unto you? What if Jesus asked you that today? What would be your answer? I believe he's asking that now. What would thou I should do for you? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, then go your way. Then go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in that way. When I think about that, I think so quickly about the fact that he begins to follow Jesus as soon as Jesus said, okay, you've got it. And when he did, immediately his sight came back. If the Lord asked you today, what do you have need of? Then I want to ask you, Based upon Mark 10, how do you see Jesus? Do you see him as the one who is able to meet that need regardless of what anybody else says? When you do, there is a divine faith. There is a supernatural faith. Not just human faith, but a God faith that comes from that revelation of Jesus Christ. And when you begin to see him that way, he will supply your need. He is the healer of our bodies. Maybe they've said it's impossible and there's no other way that you can be healed. I always say, uh, get a list about this long. So the moment the Lord asks you, what do you have need of? Just start rolling that list off, off because there's nothing that he cannot do for you today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's how the miracle power of God has always worked always has, and it always will. God loves you. He loves you so much that He sent His own Son, Jesus, to die. But He didn't stop there. 
He defeated sickness and sin and the curse that had come from our great ancestor Adam and it rolled on down to humanity. And the Bible says he defeated that and he arose from the dead victorious. And then he said he didn't do it for himself. He did it for you and me. And if we would believe in our heart that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior, that we too could be saved. Someone asked me one time, they said, Pastor, if I give my life to Jesus, does that mean things are going to change in my life? I said to this individual, I promise you, I guarantee you, things will begin to change immediately. As you begin to follow the Lord, go all the way with Jesus. Lord, I'm going to live for you all of my life. Help me on my job. Help me in my family. Teach me your ways. I will be taught your ways from the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit. Find a, a, a Spirit-filled church that believes the Word of God and realize you've become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. It's powerful what God will do. This is Walter Hallam, and I want to thank you for listening today and just receiving that good Word of God that you've gotten off of this podcast. You know, bringing a podcast to you, it's free to you, but it costs to take the gospel of Jesus to the world. You can be a partner. You can help support. Uh, men and women I found are so generous when the Word of God is coming into their life. They want to help take that gospel to someone else. You can text to give today to 832-981-1601. And you can give any support, any amount, and it will be a great blessing. And it will help take the gospel of Jesus uh, to someone else. We'll go the next day and the next day. So text to give today, 832-981-1601. And I want to thank you in advance because without you and with others who support, it would be so difficult for us to get the good news of Jesus Christ into this great generation. Do your part today. Thanks for helping. I love you. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast.